Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let the games begin on this Thursday morning edition of the Lombardi Line, presented as always by BetMGM. We'll preview the Hall of Fame game that kicks off later on tonight. Lots of NFL as usual. Plus, it is also college football week here at VSIN, our college football betting guide out today available at vsin.com when you're a vsin pro subscriber we'll take a look on the show today at a few different things that you can find as well in this year's guide how much is home field advantage worth um teams worth a look for their respective conference titles i'm stormy bonantoni alongside jonathan von tobel today in for michael we'll also get some best bets from vsin's own betting analyst will hill a little bit later on this hour and professional handicapper mike somich on the show today as well but jvt as of today mm. We will have either NFL or college football games on our television screens every single week from now to February. Good feeling. Is it? Is it not? I mean, I feel like, come on, like we still got good baseball races going on. Like, See, we got yeah, a lot we have happening. different mindsets. See, I'm not a baseball the, girl. The FIBA so World Cup mentality. is starting at the end of the month. No, nothing. Not for me. Come on. No, I'm, I'm with you. It's I live exciting. in a football world, baby. There is, a, there is an excitement to it. I, I have an odd... I'm a little bit more excited for college football for some reason than I am for the National Football League, but it will be cool to get it back. And, man, time's just a blur, dude. It just keeps going. I, like, I, the season just ended, and here we are, first NFL game of the season. So I'm excited to watch terrible football. Uh, it's going to be fantastic uh, to watch, what do you think, like a 13-10 to 10 game tonight? <laughs> but uh, it'll be great. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that's something we definitely know about the Hall of Fame game. It's lower-paced. It's backups. We're going to see a, a low win here. I mean, the win total in this game, 33-and-a-half. We did see a flip of favorites, though. So it's the, the Jets and Browns going head-to-head tonight in Canton, Ohio. Kickoff, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern on NBC. But the Jets were, I want to say, as high as two-and-a-half point dogs, maybe even got to three some places, but now a one and a half point favorite today, total 33 and a half. Yeah, look, so we will say this, and I think a lot of people know this by now, but it's worth reiterating uh, reiterating for anybody who maybe is just dropping in. You're not breaking down Hall of Fame game and, you know, preseason football games as you normally do, right? You're not going in and trying to break down statistics and whatever it is. Uh, All of this is based on information. You want snap counts for guys. You want which quarterbacks are going to play. And I will say, like, there are there is a certain facet of breaking down the rosters as a whole. 
You know, Matt Humans and I have talked about this before when we first started at the network. One of the things you always look for uh, is mobile quarterbacks on the back end of a depth chart, right? Because offensive line play gets really bad the further down you get into a depth chart. Yeah. Thus, you want mobile quarterbacks to be able to add to that, those sort of things. You know, you want to factor those in. But for the most part, it's all about whether or not you're getting information on what the workload is going to be for the more important guys. And it does seem that the market is at least swinging toward the direction of the Jets because of what we know about Cleveland and what we know about what the Jets are going to try to do. Here yeah, today. this isn't exactly like how good the Jets and Browns are going to be this right. season. First time on display today. That's not what it is. You know, it's based on who's in a quarterback. How long will these starters ultimately play? How strong is a team's depth and at which positions and does your head coach care about winning? Because right. I think that's a big important factor when it comes to the preseason as well. Both coaches, as it pertains to this year's Hall of Fame game, pretty forthright when it comes to their approach today and their plans, especially at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be out there for the Packers today. Zach Wilson will start. Rodgers, by the way, hasn't played in a preseason game since 2018. I did find it interesting that he said he wouldn't mind some action, perhaps in the final preseason game. And then on the Brown side of things, not only is Kevin Stefanski not playing Deshaun Watson, but no backup Joshua Dobbs either. Said yep. Kellen Mond will get the start in the first half, and Dorian Thompson Robinson, the first round rookie out of UCLA, will play in the second half. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of Vegas ties actually to the the Browns, right? Because also Cedric Tillman is expected to get some pretty good run out here in this game too. So uh, you're going to see quite a few Vegas guys in this matchup for Cleveland. But overall, I, I mean, look, I understand flipping it over to the New York Jets. I always do wonder, right? Because the, the flip did kind of seem to go in line with, hey, like Aaron Rodgers ain't going to play. But at the same time, even if Aaron Rodgers were going to start, what were you expecting? You know what I mean? Like, he's probably going to come out. Hand the hand ball off. Yeah, hand times. it off three yeah. times and then, like, get back in or get back to the sideline. Is that worth a swing the way that this is swung? Maybe it is. I don't know. But I think overall, I have no bets here because I wasn't ahead of the line move. And, look, line moves are not built the same in the NFL preseason as they are in the regular season. So, you know, if you missed out on like a point or two, depending on where it's at, then, of course, you don't want to feel too bad about it. But I think overall, I just don't want to b blindly bet unless it's just like, hey, I want to sit down and watch something because that's generally maybe somebody wants to just root something home. For me, I haven't bet anything because I just didn't get in on the line move here. Yeah. I know the under is always a popular play for the preseason game or excuse me, the Hall of Fame game. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's something to look at. I think I saw the total open up, what, 33 and a half, and we're still floating around that range. So not yeah. a real strong move yet. It ticked down to 31 and a half, but it's kind of floated its up. way okay. back up now at this point. But since 2000, the under 12 and 7 in 19 total Hall of Fame games. And since 2010, the under 7 and 2 going under the listed total by around 6.2 points per game. Wow. So nine game sample size is strong. So yeah. I'm being sarcastic. It's enough. It's enough. <laughs> nine games is pretty small. It's enough. <laughs> I'd say. I don't know. It's a dec it's a decade. I mean, if you put it that way. Right. We have a decade worth a decade of data. Decade worth of information. That tells us this is an underplay. Um, no, I didn't do a play on the total, and you're right, you are getting the worst of the number if you like the Jets in this spot now. But yesterday I did do a Jets money line with it being minus one and a half at the time that I bet it just felt more comfortable with it being a win. And that thought process largely coming on it appears at least in the time we've seen Robert Sala be the head coach that he has cared about winning in the preseason 5-0-1 straight up 5-1 and against the number in those preseason games so far over the last two years and from a quarterback standpoint and knowing that Makai Becton is going to be in getting 20-25 reps on the offensive line up front you would hope that that'll be a little bit of a benefit especially for him but for the quarterback as well Wilson I know his regular season uh, numbers aren't great, but he's been a good preseason quarterback. Tim Boyle also going to get some play. Again, bad regular season quarterback, but 9-3 touchdown interception ratio over 
10 preseason games. I know you love that number. Um, Dating back to 2019. And then Chris Strebler, preseason god last year. Hello. Uh, 73% completion percentage. Five touchdown, one interception. 8.4 yards per attempt in three games. Rushed for 71 yards on nine attempts. And even led the Jets in rushing week two. So give me New York tonight. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. Nothing... uh... Nothing does I did it... too much research on this game. I'm I'm actually disappointed, like mad at myself. What's wrong with me? That's yeah, not that bad. And I will say nothing. Uh, nothing does a quarterback more justice than preseason because uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson, as you mentioned, probably worth about a six point downgrade between him and Aaron Rodgers. Right, right around there. Preseason, probably thrown out there as one of the better quarterbacks you're going to see out there in preseason. The Jets, generally speaking, I know have been so hyped up when it comes into this year because of in terms of starters, all of the incredible weapons that they do have, but the one big question mark being that offensive line, how important do you think it is for Mekhi Becton to get some of those reps under his feet? Oh, I, I think it's massively important. By the way, Zach Wilson last year, a 39 PFF passing grade and six dropbacks in the preseason. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, no, I, I think it's massively important. Obviously, look, I think when we talk about positional value and we always focus on quarterbacks, outside of that, wide receivers are becoming more important, but we know how important offensive lines are, and we have seen bad offensive line play tear apart very good teams. So obviously getting continuity at that position is going to be pretty important and especially a, a high-level player at that. So I would say that's massively important, especially if you want to get some continuity heading into the season. And in a preseason in which offensive line play is going to be very bad, if you have a stronger offensive line or at least stronger guys getting more time, it will help you out in the long run. And what you said about Zach Wilson, do you think that this little bit of time that he's spent with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and having pressure lifted off of him a little bit like will be a positive for him this season. How do you view that situation? I mean, I, I don't Aaron think it's like his idol. So I feel like he's probably soaking in every bit that he can from him. I'll put it this way. It can't hurt, right? Yeah. I, I think that's the very basic, like the, the worst, it cannot make anything worse when it comes to Zach Wilson. So it, the only thing it could do and help. And if it doesn't help, well then everything's just going to remain the same. So I always wonder what that dynamics like, you know, when you talk to former quarterbacks, maybe it's a good question for Sean, but it, you know, when we talk about veterans coming in and having to play in front of a young guy like a Zach Wilson, what ex- do we just say that? What exactly is the relationship? What exactly is Aaron Rodgers doing? Are they sitting down and he's showing him, hey, look, you know, when you're making this read, you want to put it here as opposed to there. And when it comes to natural physical shortcomings, you know what I mean? Accuracy, uh, all of those sort of stuff. Like you can only do so much as a veteran quarterback showing him. What is it? You know, lead a, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink kind of deal. So, like, I always wonder how much that really does help because, you know, like, if I were to tootle under Tom Brady, how much better am I really going to get as a quarterback? Like, okay, maybe mentally I might, but in terms of the physical side of it, eh, I'm probably still going to struggle. Yeah, um, I don't think that Tom will be tootling you anytime soon, right. but good information for sure. Did I use that um, verb right? Tootle? <laughs> like tootle under him? When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, though, at least the one benefit I think there would be for Zach Wilson is that it's not like a case like it was in Green Bay where you have the guy that's drafted behind you as your replacement sure. in the future. Where like Zach Wilson was the starter, and Aaron Rodgers is coming in to fix things. So I feel like there's a willingness to learn on his part and a willingness to teach, knowing that like Rodgers is going to be here for a short amount of time, and Zach wants to get better. He does. I would also say, I mean, I think again, this is just reading between the lines because you're not there. There did seem to be an, for lack of a better term, off-field aspect of the struggles for Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? Like sure. coming out of a game in which whether they lose the Patriots ten nine and saying that you felt like your offense was fine. You know what I mean? Uh, having your teammates wear, um, 
who was the quarterback who took over from last year? Who's supposed White. to be? Yeah, there we go. Sorry, I forgot. Even though he's supposed to be a franchise cornerstone going forward, according to everybody else. Hey, um, he might be the starter for the Dolphins if Tua has problems. So well, there you go. yeah, but he's not a free. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna get <laughs> angry about it again. Um, but when they're wearing T-shirts about you know for for him sure. and all that kind of stuff, that like 400 seemed, yard game really set things off. Sure, Mike White. and there seemed to kind of be this disconnect between the team and him, and so I, I think like that's something too. Is Aaron Rodgers the best guy to learn locker room dynamics from? Fair, but he does seem like a totally different person. And he's brought sure. over a number of the players that do love and respect him and have admiration for him, his little crew. So I think it might be a different mentality in New York. You just think they all hang out cents. like the same area of the locker room? Like there's just like the corner I'm where sure. it's like Aaron Rodgers, Lazard, Randall Cobb. Even though that one click for, clip from the Hard Knock series that's come out so far is like, make sure you sit with different people at the lunch tables and get to know everybody. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I can picture Aaron Rodgers going, no, 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 the seat's taken. Could be also the first time we see some Jim Schwartz fingerprints on that Browns defense. Yep. We'll also see the new kickoff rules today. NFL owners agreeing to pass that one-year rule that places any fair catch off a free kick that occurs behind the receiving team's 25-yard line at the 25. Also, no clock stoppage on first down until two minutes. So a couple of new tweaks. And if you get bored with the Hall of Fame game, flip over to ESPN2. Slam Ball will be on right. at the same time. So there you go. You're welcome, world. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And while myself and most of America is gearing up for this upcoming NFL and college football season, JVT's got basketball on the brain today. Leave it to our hoops handicapper to to be having basketball on your. It's a big time of the year. So we have the, obviously the Women's World Cup is going on. And so we're just still deciding that. I know Femi thinks that the American women are all just done and toasted and you know, they're never going to win anything. Um, but the American men have something coming up here. Uh, it is the FIBA World Cup in basketball. So Team USA, who is the odds on favorite to win this thing, opens up training camp today. That'll be about noon out there at the UNLV campus. So I'll be out is there for Mendenhall? the start. Hall? Yep. So I'll be out there for the start of camp. Uh, hopefully snags people to talk to and see what's going on. But this starts training camp. Uh, leads up to a friendly against Puerto Rico at T-Mobile on Monday, and then they will ship off for the Philippines to get ready for World Cup play, which starts August 23rd, I want to say. So I saw that you guys dropped a new Hardwood Handicappers podcast this morning. Are you talking about World Cup? Are you talking about trades, uh, potential trades this offseason? What are you looking at? Uh, so we do a little bit of the World Cup, just evaluating some surface-level analysis of the rosters as we're kind of getting geared up. We're going to start uh, the coverage, by the way, vsun.com. I'll look out for some more write-ups when it comes to World Cup mm -hmm. coverage starting uh, tomorrow. And uh, on top of that, as we'll actually tie it in a little bit later today, uh, I am now, I'm making this my identity now. I'm a modeler, Stormy. It's what I am now. It's who I am. It's all I am. And <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, it's, it's something we've been experimenting with. So we're going to talk about the NFL side of it, but I started to try to build an NBA one. And so it's like Kelly and I talking through, you know, important statistics, uh, what you want to do when it comes to modeling the first steps of that. 
and kind of building this thing up and experimenting with it. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. So we talk about a lot of that, and you can see a little bit of a preview, if you'd like, on my Z account uh, at MeJVT. Which I still don't agree with, that it's called Z, although the letter is X, formerly known as Twitter, and I'm not on board. I'm not on board with any of it. Elon needs to calm down. Well, I mean, it's his platform, so you know what, whatever you I want, guess. Elon. You spent all the money for it, but it is becoming more and more difficult to decipher good information and like knowing whose accounts are really whose, and I don't He's like about it. it. There's I not a problem like at all. I don't like it one bit. Neither here nor there. You're just mad about that state of that fake Stormy Bonatoni account that's out there. Man, I haven't had one of those since I had a MySpace, fake MySpace account of me in high school, even though who cares? Who wanted to be me in high school? I was not cool. It's kind of weird, actually. Very weird. So, but like JVT said, at the end of the show today, the last two blocks of the final half hour, we're going to dive into his week one model in the NFL for each game, kind of how you got to those numbers, what goes into them. I think it's a good learning tool for anybody out there who is just like maybe trying to take NFL betting more seriously this year. So we'll do that. Um, And, of course, plenty of college football as well. Because, like I said off the top of the show, our college football betting guide was released earlier today. If you become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you can get all of those great write-ups and information. And and that includes your season predictions for every single conference across the board, as well as best bets that you have placed out there. Yes. Why is that smirk on your face? No, I'm just laughing because uh, I had to chastise Adam Burke. I wasn't asked to be in the guide this year. I wasn't asked. Now everybody I was, was asked. No, though, no right? actually, I wasn't. I had to ask to get put into it. But you were it was, on a mass email. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But, you yeah, missed see, the mass thank email? you. I was a part of this. Wow. Don't storm me. I was part of the conversations. Please, all right. I had to fight for my spot, fight for my right to party when it came to college football. Uh, also taken away from me, the thing that I write every year, the Mountain West guide uh, portion of the guide. But it was because I'm so great. That was what I was told. So mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to roll with that. But yes, so I did no do preseason predictions. So no shots fired at Tim Murray, who did do the Mountain West write-up. None, none whatsoever. Okay. None whatsoever. <laughs> Even though you know, I did see Tim at Mountain West Media Days, where I was at. So you know, I'm just saying. But no, no shots fired. Well, why don't we start there then? Mountain West, Boise State is the favorite. They have been a power for a number of years, but haven't seemed to actually win the championship. That was Fresno State's crown a year ago. Your pick was Fresno to repeat in this spot. What do you like about this squad this year? Uh, So there's a lot. And I think first and foremost is, you know, we call that, um, I think in golf, the the term is, um, what is the term? Win equity, right? Where it's just like, hey, you know, golf, you want a a guy who has actually won, who has done it before. Uh, you know, my guy, Tommy Fleetwood, for example, in golf, I like to bet him, but he never really gets it done, especially on American soil. Um, so when you look at it from that standpoint, Fresno State's got it. Like, they have win equity. They have won this conference twice under Tedford. They are absolutely a dynamic program. And when you look at, like, the history, it's there. I also think that even though this team has lost a lot, wide receiver, quarterback, running back, you're thinking, okay, we only have about four guys, five guys back on offense. Why would I go in and, and kind of buy in on this team once more? Well, first of which is, I think Tedford's a brilliant, like we call him a quarterback whisperer. Mm-hmm. Mikey Keene comes in to transfer in uh, from UCF. I think he's going to hit the ground running. He's going to be really solid to take over for Jake Hayner, who is now, of course, uh, with the New Orleans Saints. And when you look at the running back position, while you lose your leading rusher from last year, the guy who returns actually averaged over five yards of carry ran for nearly 500 yards. So in your position there. And the most important part about the offense, that offensive line essentially brings back everybody. Four out of the five guys are back. And I think when you look at just the depth of that position too, it's going to be a strength. So while you're re- replacing some key positions on offense, you have a head coach who maximizes the quarterback position. So I think you should be pretty solid there. And you have good returning pieces and depth along the most important position offensive line that's going to help you out. Defensively, seven guys come back on a championship defense, a team last year that, of course, won the Mountain West. So I really like that. 
And on top of it, I think the schedule breaks down somewhat nicely for them as you get into conference play. You get Boise State at home. Yes, you have to go to San Diego State and San Jose State, but sorry about this, Stormy. I don't think San Diego State's going to be the threat that they usually are. We've kind of seen a little bit of the decline of the program. Uh, last year, what, 7-6 and six, uh, when it came to football? So I don't think that's going to be that big of a challenge for them. It might be sneaky tough to go to San Jose State, but that's a defense that lost quite a bit of talent as well. It wasn't really particularly great to begin with. I think everything just sets up for Fresno State, and especially at the price. You know, here at uh, Circa, they were 4-1. to one. When I have all of these pieces, I have a program and a head coach who's done it, I think Fresno State was totally worth it. I agree with your thought process on my Aztecs, but that said, I still do think that they're capable of getting over their season win total this year. I'm just going to throw Yeah, that what is there, it, 7, but, right? Yep. Yeah, so like, so, I, and I don't think they're, I don't want to, I don't think they're dead by but any stretch. I, I wouldn't imagine them to be a contender in the league yeah, this year and, to win a championship. And I think a lot of people, and I don't want to say like though Fresno State will go to San Diego State and romp over them. It's it usually in years past you would agree if you see at San Diego State on a schedule you're like oh boy right now it's that's a winnable game at the very least. Um, any impact for you, the thought process that they are getting rid of divisions this year, so it's going to be those top two teams in terms of win percentage going head-to-head in the conference championship game? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it does It does hurt a little bit when you're trying to look at, I think, at like some dark horses for the most part. And you even look at a, at a team like, for example, Boise State. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be something where Boise State football-wise, I, like, I think there's a couple of signs that Boise State might show some regression. Taylor Green, for example, you know, he had a turnover-worthy pr- play rate of over 4.5%. So essentially was committing a turnover worthy play on 4.6, 4.7% of his pass attempts. However, he didn't commit that many actual turnovers. So if he continues that level of play, you could see a steep regression for the rating Mountain West Offensive rookie, uh, Freshman of the Year. And then you look at their schedule as well. You do draw pretty much all of the big boys on the schedule, right? You have to go to San Diego State. You do play San Jose State. You do have to go to Fresno. You do have to play Air Force. That's a pretty challenging schedule. And yes, Boise State has a lot coming back. But I think that there are certainly some spots on this schedule where you could take some knocks in conference play. And that doesn't even include, Stormy, some legitimate, like, good middle-of-the-pack teams like going to Colorado State, right? That's a pretty tough spot. So I think overall, when you look at it just from the standpoint, like you said, like you don't get the benefit of just winning your division and getting in. Now you've got to have one of the two best records. And I think a team like Boise State could suffer from that because I think they have one of the tougher schedules in conference play. Two other things that did stand out going through some of your season predictions. You had South Alabama as your champion in the Sun Belt, but one of your best bets was Coastal Carolina at plus 450. I think available five to one some places as well to win the league. And also, well, yes, you have Clemson winning their eighth ACC title in nine years. You also have them winning a national championship, right. which I think is a is a hot take right now. Yeah, so I think starting with Coastal, first off, I just think they are in a very good position to win this division. Uh, I don't think there's really any question about it. So when you talk about uh, the competition within that division for them, Marshall's going to be, I think, their biggest competitor there. They could lose it, but I have Coastal winning that division. Thus, they're going to win the division, get into the title game. You could sit at plus 425 and work your way through it. I also think with Grayson McCall and the pieces back on offense, they're perfectly capable of winning this. But South Alabama's got a ton back. It's hard not to pick them to win the overall um, uh, Sun Belt. As far as Clemson is concerned, look, you and I, have ta- I think we talked about this last time we were together. When you have Cade Klubnick, you have an overhauled offensive staff. You have a lot of returning pieces on both sides. And you get the benefit of that September 23rd game against Florida State being at home. Mm-hmm. I think we're just kind of sleeping on the fact that Clemson, you know, is still a pretty darn good team. And I, my, one of my biggest concerns with Clemson was the play calling on offense. And I think it was why DJU struggled the way that he did. But if you're going to change that, 
and we're right in saying that Kate Klobodik is like a very, very good quarterback prospect. Well, all of a sudden, I think things really look up for Clemson. Yes, you get Florida State. Yes, you have to go to Miami, and you get to host Notre Dame. But two of the important games you get on your turf, and the other one being North Carolina, I I think it's a schedule that sets up well for them. And given all the changes, I think it's worth looking at it, especially as we were talking, 18, 20 to 1 to win a national championship. And Clemson, by the way, has one of the best home field advantages in all of college football. They had a 40-game home win streak going until they lost in the what late season game against South, Car- South Carolina, and it was still only by one point. So they are known for dominance in Death Valley. Home field advantage, something that we'll cover at length, by the way, when we start hour two. But we're going to take a quick break back with more Lombardi Line in a moment. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you get your stake back buck back in bonus bets up to $25. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions 21 and up only to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. U.S. promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in select states. Wrapping up hour one of the Lombardi line as we welcome you back live from Las Vegas. Our VEASAN studio at Circa Resort and Casino. Time to talk some NFL win totals. Looking mm. at some of the most bet overs and unders based on some of the bet MGM insights that we were given. And one I thought was interesting as we look to some of these overs, JVT, was the Patriots, who I am a team that... I am a person who is a believer in this team getting over their season win total. I was very surprised, though, to see that the masses are as well, not only in terms of the people coming up and just writing tickets at the counter, but the money that has been bet on New England in the spot as well to go over seven and a half wins because I feel like outwardly people are vocally very doubtful of what this team is going to be in 2023. Yeah, I mean, you know me. Uh, We're in the same camp here. I am very much all in on the New England Patriots at the very least, being a very competitive team uh, this season. Now, going over the win total and um, making the playoffs, I think, are two different discussions. I do think that they are a candidate to make the playoffs. I think there's some value in that number. So I am, I'm with you. Like, I'm surprised that there is, at the very least, enough support here to push them to the top of, you know, bet splits like this when it comes to win totals and having the most money behind it and the most tickets behind it. Um because I thought I was unique, especially like given the schedule. And yeah. it really is tough, whether you're looking at opponent win percentage from 2022 or season win totals of your opponents this year. It was like they're one and two most difficult schedule sure. in all of the NFL. But there are a lot of reasons to buy in and believe this team will be better. They have made upgrades defensively on offense. You actually have an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. which is certainly going to benefit your quarterback and Mac Jones got some pieces around him. Like there were a lot of things that I liked about this team this year. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, look at the defense right last year when it came to defensive play EPA per play uh, standards, second best defense in the national football league last season. So I like, I, I completely agree. I think there's all sorts of buy signs on the new England Patriots that for the most part, in a lot of conversations that I've had with a lot of people that kind of like you're echoing here, I don't think we're really reflected in a lot of those. So it is surprising to see this. And and I obviously think it's on the right track. Now, I will say, you know, we don't know, uh, of course, like 
if you're going to have the most tickets, then the most money being there isn't entirely surprising, or at least being in the top three. I know a lot of people like to read into like that splits in terms of, hey, more handle means uh, right sharper opinion, because generally sharps have a higher bankroll and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it does mean something good. But I think at the end of the day, uh, these are smart people because they agree with me and agree with you by extension. <laughs> How about the Broncos? Season one win total sitting at eight and a half. This is a team I feel like everyone had the over on last year, and then they ended up being terrible, um, to use head coach Sean Payton's word, maybe the worst in NFL history. Mm. Uh, the biggest change this offseason, of course, being that new coaching staff. Defense was strong at least last year, um, have that backbone to rely on. But we all know the offensive woes this team really struggled through on a weekly basis last year, and the personnel's largely the same. And now they've got some injuries creeping up on that wide receiver room with a torn Achilles and KJ Hamler's heart issue. He's unavailable. So more things that Russell Wilson's going to have to fight through here. But one of the highest bet win totals this year is on Denver. And actually uh, just a couple minutes ago was reported. They lost a a linebacker to the 20 cell as well. So it's, it's happening. Um, uh, I, I think this team has some buy signs on it as well. I, I think that if we're talking about them potentially making the playoffs, there's something here. If, if you believe that Sean Payton's a pretty good coach, uh, coach and can raise the floor of the play of Russell Wilson and, and make him do the easy things again, right? One of the things is if you look at Russell Wilson's numbers from last year, uh, the ball's downfield, he actually graded pretty well on. It was the other stuff in between that he kind of struggled with. And so if he's going to be able to coach him up a little bit more and allow him to, hey, man, take the easy stuff, like let's get this thing kind of smooth, get it running. We don't have to take those shots every single time. And you provide a base level of play for your defense to then get some support with. I think there's something here for the Denver Broncos. At the very least, you know, I'm not betting to win a division, but I think at the very least, in an AFC story that I keep saying, you know, you take teams, what would you say, six through, what, 10, 11, 12, throw them in a hat, pull them out. Like, they're all pretty rated, like, pretty similarly. I think they definitely have room to be a playoff team if the improvements happen that we expect to happen. So, 5-12 and 12 a year ago, how many wins would you say then that Sean Payton upgrade specifically is worth? I mean, I would think at the very least it's worth. I mean, look, so if I'm betting them, because I bet them to make the playoffs, I got to be plus 185. So if I, I think they're going to be a playoff team, I think that gets them to about that nine win mark. So uh, maybe an upgrade worth of about four wins. We'll okay. see. That might be a little strong. I also think there's there's some aspect of intense underperformance from last year, right? That is Sean Payton really making up all of it, or is there some regression to the mean when it comes to the bad play? And then Sean Payton adds some improvement. You know what I'm saying? And you have to imagine that they'll get over the hump and win some division games. Only one division win a season ago, that final game of the regular season against the Chargers, and it was still a close one. Uh, The Commanders, another highly bet win total over that six and a half. Going to be a good defensive team under Ron Rivera, but a lot of questions offensively, especially with young quarterback Sam Howell. Uh, big offseason acquisition in Eric Bieniemy, though, potentially coming over from Kansas City. Uh, How much of this bet, though, do you think is based on just the newfound rejuvenation around Washington. They're going to have fans in the stands this year with Dan <laughs> Snyder out. There's all this positivity versus like actual confidence in the team being good. I would hope that the market's not moving based on that stuff, right? Know. Yeah, or people that are running in. But no, to your point, I mean, look, what was it? The uh, was it the Super Bowl or was it the um, AFC Championship game where the fake t- uh, the fake post got up there on Z, formerly Twitter? Uh, and then I it was, but it was the most bet outcome, exact outcome at BetMGM that day because people are stupid. So maybe that is the case. Um, not to say that if you ran to bet this because of the good juju around the team, you're stupid, but we've seen people bet for lesser things, <laughs> we'll say. Um, but having said that, I just think in today's day and age, you just, I don't think you can go into an NFL season with the questions you have a quarterback and expect to be a team that's going to be extremely competitive to the point where you're going to win seven, eight, or nine games. I just, 
don't see how that's going to be the case. And especially when you look at this schedule and realize some of the teams yeah. that you are facing in the level of quarterback play that you're going to have to essentially keep up with throughout this entire season. I just think that this, and here's the other thing. If you're a team like Washington Stormy, that's floating around like three wins by the time you're getting to the second half of the season, you're starting to get pretty tempted about what could be there for you uh, at the top of the NFL draft. And who knows what that means going forward uh, as the year goes along. But I just think you can't really have a successful year if you go in with questions like you do a quarterback. Eight, eight, and one a season ago. Like I said, this win total sitting six and a half, eighth toughest schedule across the league, playing in a competitive division. 10 teams with winning records, including six that won 12 or more games on that schedule for the commanders this year. Um, and then also the Steelers over eight and a half, very highly played. You imagine people just not going against a 16 year sample Did size you know? of Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Did you know he's ever had a losing record? I, rumor has it. Wow. Rumor has it. As Adele used to say, how about the unders consistency across the board in yep. terms of tickets and handle here? Cardinals, Raiders and Bucks, all the highest bet unders. I will say I do wonder how because, again, when it comes to betting splits and whatnot, you don't know when these bets came in. I do wonder how much of the Raiders liability built up here had to do with, you know, before the physical got passed by Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, since he's passed the physical, he's had a rest day and then a day in which he threw six picks in camp. So. Still not the best in terms of the situation the Raiders are in, but I do wonder how much of this was post-introductory press conference, foot surgery, all that sort of stuff, and it came in. But I would agree with it generally. Like I think the Raiders are one of those teams that I've said are living on the edge here, and if you're going to get poor quarterback play, and that quarterback depth chart's extremely, extremely limited, and all of a sudden either Jimmy G can't play or he is so bad that you're trying to look for answers there, this team I think it could get really bad really quickly for the Raiders. And that win total has been bet down. Uh, granted, it's at like different places, different numbers, different places. But you see the seven and a half on your screen right yeah. there. I see six and a half at DraftKings. Um, so shop around, I guess, to find what sure. number is available for you. But it doesn't look positive for the Raiders, unfortunately. The Cardinals, I tried to sell. We were doing um, a Why Not Wednesday okay. yesterday, looking at some plus money bets and seeing if, you know, you could, you could talk yourself into it. Say why not. Cardinals over five and a half wins. And Michael was like, absolutely not like because we we're truly try to find five wins on that schedule it's hard i mean it's hard now but i always say this like we, we've talked about this yeah. before right like bad teams generally are not as bad as you expect them to be good teams are not as good as you expect them to be again generally uh i i think in in a, in a sport where parody is all over the place I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals find their way to about four wins or so now so five and a half is tough so yes but four and a half but that's the reason, yeah. um, while it is, as you see on your screen there, the most bet under in terms of people going up to the window to place this bet under that four and a half win total. The reason that I have no interest in it and did stay off it is because it's the NFL. Like, you could almost accidentally win five games. Well, and here's the other thing. Whether you think, uh, you know, whatever you think about Kyler Murray, whatever, there's a chance, he, there's, a, there's a point he comes back. And a Arizona Cardinals team with a full season of Kyler Murray is not a four and a half win team. They're a little bit better than that. And thus, if you get that upgrade at some point, you're going to be in a better position. Okay, back to college football as it is college football week here at VEASAN with our new college football betting guide released today. We're going to break down home field advantage. How much is it worth? And I'll give you a clue. Home field advantage is not created equal across wow. the sport. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.